Welcome to the radio show. I'm Shane. That's I'm Brian. Brian. That's Brian. He remembered this time. <laughs> See, I tried to tell people who I am, and you're t- you're trying to tell them no. who I am. See, here's the thing. For all of season one, for the failed season two, and now the... Season two redo? Yes. Um, I've told people who you are. Now you want to change it up. Because I know who I am. <laughs> But they don't know who you are. Yes, they do. They've been listening. They know who I am. <laughs> That's true. They've been listening for like three years. You said this yourself last week. They can they can tell the difference between our voices. Listen, my job is to introduce you, and you have green Gatorade, but it wasn't green until I mixed it. I mixed. <laughs> Why the, did you mix the blue? With I the mixed yellow? the cool blue with the lemon lime. And can I just tell you that it's amazing? And I need to tell Gatorade they need to make this into a flavor. No, they don't. Yes, they do. It's it's spectacular. <laughs> It's... No, don't it's ever ref- do that again. I'm refilling my electrolytes. <laughs> so, last week we recorded on St. Patrick's Day. And our show got a little angry and a little out of control. No, you got a little angry. <laughs> I was fine. And, and, I'm, and I'm thinking we should have gone out, celebrated St. Patrick's Day, drank a whole bunch of beer, and recorded drunk. Now is this a hypothetical? No, this, or is, is, this, this is real life. No, this this should have been real life because it's hypothetically, a if we had gone out and got drunk, no. you would have been talking to yourself <laughs> because I don't drink, so I would have been passed out. You know, and we you, all know that when you talk to yourself, people move their kids away. That's only when I do it in public <laughs> because I look like a crazy person. Well, you do. You look like a crazy person every day, no matter what. I don't know that that's true, but all right. So. What's going on? What do we? Uh, what do you want to talk about? I know you said you had something for me this week that you were gonna you were gonna get me all hot and bothered and and uneasy. I don't and, think uh, I don't think I've ever planned to do any of those things. Don't lie. I don't. I don't think that that's. Don't, don't lie. You're the you're the content creator. I don't, well, <laughs> why do I gotta create content all the time? Because. Uh, let's see. Talk for a minute. Let me. What, let me, what are we going to talk about? Let me go through my schnotes, which are show notes. <laughs> my yes, schnotes. We, we established that back in like 2016 that we had schnotes. Yeah, he also determined that for some reason I was the content creator. <laughs> we see how that's well that's working job. now. Let's just discuss how unprepared I was for this. <laughs> you know, when we came back, we said we're going to be prepared. We're we're gonna we're gonna handle all this. It's a, and busy, then I, it's a busy week. It's the first week of March Madness. And then I show up. In, in, for episode of four, and we can't even Can I just we tell can't you even do it. That as of Tuesday of this week, I did not get anything done, whether right. it was work related or personal life related, because I've literally watching basketball. I'm the commissioner of my league, so I've been watching basketball. My wife's been out of town for a couple of days. I had to go to kindergarten roundup. I got a kid starting kindergarten. I got. I, I got I shit to hear to do. about your kid starting kindergarten. My kid will be when your kid starts kindergarten. Mine will be a sophomore in high school. Well, I'm kid, getting old. Well, yeah, we all know that. But you ever notice though, we as ginger folk, we don't show gray. No, I do show. Like a lot I'm of gray. I, like I have like three miscellaneous gray hairs. One in my no, chest, I have, and I get like two in my hair. No, I have like fifty. And my wife thinks it's my, funny to pull the one out of my chest. I have like fifty of them in my beard. But you can't tell though because of how I, how fair skinned and how light your beard is. That's true. And I'm not a ginger folk. I just have a ginger beard. What did we used to call you a couple of years back that you used to get really upset about? Ah, oh, I can't think of it. It was something this that Feather Dot Dot used to call you, and it was 
I don't know. Do we have to no, we don't talk have to, about that? We don't have to talk about that. I'm just trying to think of the nickname. It's really funny, and I can't think of what it is. I don't know. It's not important. I'm just trying to drag out time until you give me a topic to talk about. I got nothing. Uh, I bought my wife a new car. Uh, you mean your wife bought a new car? No. I got my wife a new car. What'd you get her? Uh, 2019 Traverse. So you got her another of the same car? Well, they completely redesigned it. But I had fun with it. Because typically we go to... The same guy, over and over, and he takes care of takes care of everything, and you know we don't ever have to we don't have to negotiate we don't have to do any of that. Well, this time I decided I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when we got her first traverse, we got a hell of a deal on it, and the lease cost next to nothing. So when I told him her lease is coming up, what are you going to do for me? He came back at oh, I thought you were saying what is she going to do for you? <laughs> no. He came back Let's at four, he came back at four ninety five a month. I would walked out the door. I essentially did. Mm-hmm. So then we started calling around to other dealers and we're looking at other other vehicles and then she actually decided that she wanted to get a Pacifica. Ew. She liked it. They're ugly as hell. She was happy with it. So whatever. Let her let her get what she wants. So we go through everything. We're gonna get the Pacifica. I call the I call the Chevy dealer and I'm like, hey, what do I gotta do to turn this thing in? He's like, wait, you're gonna turn it in? Why? I said, because her the Pacifica is a hundred dollars less a month. So then he starts coming back with figures, and I called another local uh, local dealership that is pretty prominent in the area and they came back with one figure you know granted now keep in mind we started out at 495 so they came back at they came back at like 450 so i called over to back to the original dealer they brought it down to 430 called back to the other dealer they brought it down to 400 called back to the other place they said they would they would take care of our final payment and brought it down to 395 it's way too much work to buy a damn car. You know, that's actually that's actually a good topic to, to to stick on because I'm getting very angry right now. I I have a my wife and I both bought our cars because I drive round trip every day about 120 to 130 miles, okay? And my wife before her company had her start renting a car every time she went out of town was driving everywhere out of town and she has branches in Indiana and Ohio and Minnesota, and she was going everywhere. How come nobody can say Minnesota without sounding like they're from Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. Because you got to do it that way. But so when we had to get our new cars, we had to buy. And the problem with buying is, is that you don't get any of the good deals. We can't go in and say, I want the the two-year lease with the 10,000 miles for $200 for a fully loaded, you know. the, The problem, even with leasing is so I'm on I'm on the Chrysler dealer's website and it's Lisa Specifica for the exact one we were looking at Lisa Specifica for 209 a month for for 10,000 miles so then I did the you know change the terms and change it to 15,000 which is what we need and it was like it was like 320 a month mm-hmm. so I called the 
called the salesman back and I'm like, so why on your website can I get it for $320, but you're telling me it's going to be $399? He says, well, on our website, you have to be a, you have to be a Chrysler employee. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the military. You have to be a returning lessee. Well, see, that's the problem. That's what you have to do, and that's what I learned, too, when I was going through doing some preliminary looking right now is that you could go in, and they've got all the different incentives that they have. You, They check all the incentives. So you have to go in and actually uncheck all of them to so, see what you're actually going to so get. So that was, that was the issue is they listed incentives that you could check and uncheck, but Chrysler employee, you couldn't remove. Military, you couldn't remove. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, returning returning lessee, you couldn't remove. But somehow it let me do Conquest, which is coming over from another lease. Mm. So it like combined all these discounts that nobody call Who is active military and works for Chrysler at the same time? No. I don't think my grandpa was at one point in time. Okay, but <laughs> but that was you know years ago. But in 2019, who's active military and working for Chrysler? Uh-huh. But what? But that—that that again, that's the problem, and, and that's what pisses me off is because we live in the automotive center of the of the world. We live in the Motor City. Okay, I my lease or my my car is up, and I you know my wife and I talked, and we we already came out with like a preliminary budget of what we want to spend for cars going forward, and now it's okay because with my wife renting cars now, we can actually lease one again and sure. buy one. The buy is obviously going to have to be mine. The- Here's the thing that kills me about the buy, though. Who can afford a damn car? That's what I'm saying. So when, know, we, when we go to do... And, and here, well, the other issue is, is that my... Do you know that a Focus is $24,000 now? My, well, oh, let me, let me <laughs> get just, to where I'm no, going, okay? I, Relax. I need, you got your new car. I let need, me go on my tangent need, for a minute. I need to vent. So my, so my father-in-law is an engineer for Ford, okay? I've told this story in the past how when my wife and I first started dating, I had a, I had a Chevy. And I was not allowed to park in the driveway of my father-in-law's house because I drove a Chevy. So once my wife and I were serious and everything and I could use his A plan, I got rid of my Chevy and I moved into Ford. And I've had a Ford ever since. I mean, I had a Mazda, but it's, it was under Ford at the time. But, um, but now I don't want to go Ford anymore. I still love Ford. I still like, I've never had an issue with any of my Fords. My wife had some issues with hers, but I think it was just a lemon transmission issue. But And that weird battery thing? Yeah, I know. But again, I think that was just, her, I think that's just her car. I think it was that literally that one car out of 70 billion. No, and well, it's also, you can probably, the issue that we, ha- that we had when you asked me a few months ago to take your wife's car to get a new battery in it, and I took it up to AutoZone or where, wherever I took it, that I think you can blame your father-in-law for. Him being him being the engineer. He doesn't handle them, batteries. And then putting that battery... No, the placement of the battery way up where they yeah, have my to father, take... Yeah, my father-in-law is an engineer for brake systems. He doesn't oh, handle okay. anything in the engine. Right. So you can't blame him. But anyways, so... But so I, you know, I, I was looking at, I, I want a full size truck. I want one like your, I don't, I, I don't like the Silverado exterior as much the, as, as much the new as, ones are terrible. Yeah. But I don't like, I, I, I do. I've always loved the F-150 and I've always loved the Dodge Ram and your brother-in-law has the Dodge Ram. I love that truck. But my whole thing is, can I, he's raising his hand guys. Can what I, the can hell? Why? Can I ask, can I ask a question about the Dodge? Hmm. Have you test driven one, or have you been in my brother in law's Ram? Yes, I've driven. It Why does it times. have a dial to instead put, of a shifter? I don't know. A lot of cars have those now. 
Buick it's, do. I thought it was just a Chrysler no, thing. No, Buicks have it because I, when I had that Buick for a rental for a while, I did. Because when my wife was test driving the uh, the Pacifica, it had the dial, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, you know, my truck has you know on the on the steering, you know, on, mm-hmm. you know where you pull down like the old style, and. I don't know that I could ever get used to the dial. I don't know. There's, but 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 we're we're getting off track of what I was where I was going with this. So, so I'm no, looking. No, we're still talking about well, cars. So, and we're still well, talking no, about so here's so here's my thing. So I I, I want a full size truck. It, that's what I've wanted. But I've also you know I've always wanted a Grand Cherokee and and I do I like the Explorers. Like I've got like all these different vehicles in my head of cars that I'd like. But when I sit there and I compare and I look at, I can get a Grand Cherokee with leather everything and the upgraded trailhawk package and you know the touch screen and the upgraded sound system and i can get everything on this thing for you know 50 grand and i can go and i can go with with chevy and i can get a brand new fully loaded blazer with with all the fixings and everything for the same price but then i go and i look at an explorer and to pay that that price that i'm paying for those other two i get no touch screen i get no no leather seats it's like everything in Ford is a la carte. You have to pay all this extra money just to get these extra options. And it pisses me off because of the fact that I have been with them for so long and it is family to me. But I'm to the point now where it's like I don't want the baseline vehicle. If I have to buy it, I want to get what I want in it. Absolutely. But I don't want to pay all this extra money just to stay with Ford. So but- I actually had a discussion with my father-in-law. And here's where it gets interesting because – my brother-in-law works for Chrysler. Okay, so is he active military as well? No. Okay, he was he's a former <laughs> police officer, but not military. But so him and his, him and his wife both have Chrysler. His two boys have Chrysler. They both have their licenses. My other brother-in-law, my wife's actual brother, has a Chrysler. So we are the only ones still driving Ford. And I've asked my father-in-law, "Would you be offended if I didn't go Ford?" And he's like, no. He's like, you guys got to do what's financially stable for you. You got to do that. My wife, which I love her to death, and she's very loyal to her family, and she's very much, I'm not going anything but Ford. So that automatically means that whatever I do, I have to try to budgetize because I already know what she's going to be paying because I'm letting her get what she wants this time around. Sure. For those who don't know, my wife is the breadwinner. My wife is my sugar mama. My, so my wife gets what she wants right at this time around because we both took a step back to get what we needed to get before. So it's like I'm damned because the, com- the company I want to stay with is the one that screws you the most. Well, but here's the thing is when it comes to buying the, the vehicles you're talking about, you're talking about a $650 a month car payment, $700 I know. a month car payment. I know. It's astronomical. I, re- I refuse to do that. My wife wanted to buy her lease. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you know me, you know, if my kind of the same situation. If my, my blind Gatorade is still wonderful, by the way. <laughs> if my if my wife wants, you know, a specific car, a specific product, I don't ever put up a fight. But Because your wife is the breadwinner, sugar mama like mine. It, absolutely. But you know, it's also We're awesome. <laughs> you know, my wife is the breadwinner. My wife you know, my wife is a nurse. She works damn hard to you know, with what she does. You know, if she wants the vehicle she wants, then that's then that's it. Exactly. And I um I actually thought I had her talked into a Subaru. And you know my father in law. My father in law, if it's not 
If American. it's not if it's not a Ford, a Chevy, or a Chrysler, don't bring it to my house. Well, Chrysler's not American either. Anymore. I know, but I had her. I thought I had her talked into a Subaru, and we went and looked, and the salesman ruined any thought of her getting a Subaru. Why is that? Wouldn't let her drive one. Why? The um. So we went in and we were asking about like the Outback and the Forester. And he brings her over to the Outback and that's in the showroom. I was like, have a seat. Oh, I'm sorry. The battery is dead. We can't really, I can't really show you much on it. Would not let her drive one. That's kind of ridiculous. So we got up and left. And then he had the nerve to call me and ask me if I was still in the market. Like, and see, that's, no. And that's the other thing because, you know, I've, I've had numerous Fords between my wife and I since we started dating. And we've always got them from the same salesman. At the same dealership, the 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 owners of the family of the dealership know me by name. They'll you know they you know send me you know how you get those those random Christmas yeah. cards that they print out. They'll send me actually individual ones that they well, make because they I, we've done so much business. But so I feel loyal to them too. So it's like I'm torn there because I know they're going to do everything they can to get me the price that I want. But again, is it because like I my last car before the one I have now was my fully loaded escape that I had. Yeah. And I lucked into that because that was the year they rolled out the completely redesigned body style. Well, and that's how so I was able to get the last of the old body style, but it was the completely fully loaded decked out for a really low payment. No, that's how my wife got her traverse, and that's how I got my Silverado. Mm-hmm. Is you know, we both bought right before or at least right before the new body styles yeah. came out. You know, um, because they completely redesigned the Silverado, which I, I hate it. I do it's like smaller the front end on it though. The front end, but I the rest of it's smaller than the 2018. But the thing that bothers me but, is that like I'm looking at like the Colorados, like I was like deadlocked. I'm like when the Colorado comes out, I'm getting it. Everything I saw on it, I loved it. I loved the interior. I loved the exterior. I loved everything about it. And then I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, it's bigger than the original, but it's still small. And then I, they started hyping the Ranger and all this with the and I look at the Ranger. The Ranger looks just as small as it ever was. Yeah, I mean and, they didn't make it any bigger, but now they're making just me, everything small. But if it was just me and my wife, that'd be fine. I could get a quad cab and be fine. But with my daughter and friends and my exchange student daughter and her friends, I need something with a back seat in it. Mm-hmm. Like even my Fusion, the interior of my Fusion is bigger than the Ranger or the Colorado. Yeah, and you know those are you know I had a Ranger. Years and years ago. we all had a Ranger Um, at some point in our life. But, yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know, when when I I first started hanging out with your wife, Mm -hmm. we both both had one. And then come to find out that my wife had one at that exact same time. You know, like, it was like the early 2000s, everybody had a Ranger. Now, see, I had everybody beat. I had a 1990 Ford Ranger manual transmission that was nicknamed the Big Dent. Because the guy I bought it from forgot to put the parking brake on, and it rolled into a light uh, light pole at a movie theater. But no, it's but what I'm saying is the early ni- or the early two thousands. It didn't matter what year it was; everybody had a Ranger because they were cheap as hell back then. Yeah, I mean when I leased when I leased mine, you know I got the fifteen thousand mile lease. Mm-hmm. I put no money down on it, and I paid like hundred and seventy dollars a month. My first brand new car I ever bought. Was it 2000, was it 2000 or 2002 Chevy S10 single cab 
with, I mean, just base everything on it was my first. I paid one hundred fifty five dollars a month See, on that. And that well, that was the thing with the Rangers. Is like I said, I paid like one hundred seventy, hundred eighty dollars a month for mine, and it was the it was the extended cab with the you know with the flip fold open up doors seat, yeah. and the fold and the fold up jump seats mm-hmm. and. It had the the flare side because that was cool back then, mm-hmm. and it paid next to nothing for it. Yeah, I also had a lead foot. It had the V six in it, and it was it was really quick for being a truck. Mm-hmm. And my lead foot <laughs> made it to where my insurance was four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yeah, but I just I'm I'm so I'm t- I mean I have another year before I have to get serious about it unless I decide I want to do something sooner. But I actually thought like, what if I was to do like Kia? And get those two those two Kia Rios for two hundred and twenty two dollars a month. I could drive one until I hit the you know the mileage on it, and then just park sure. it, and then drive the other one for. Well, <laughs> I'd have four but cars, even, but it would work. But even Kia, you know, I they're catching up in quality though too. I'm not. Worried they need about to come the quality. out with a truck. I'm not worried about the quality. I'm worried about they're making they're a big SUV. They're three row SUV, which is what my wife wanted. My wife. It's got to be a three-row SUV. She liked the van because... Why does it have to be three rows? You only have two kids. Because when we take the dogs or, you know, like when we go camping and stuff like that, if we... We don't have big dogs. No, but it's just easier for, you know, because typically my daughter will sit in the far back. You know, the dogs will sit because we've got the captain's chairs in it. So my my daughter will sit in the far back. The dogs will sit on on the one seat, my son in the other. But you can also fold them down and, you know, you've got a bigger, bigger cargo area. My truck, you know, even even my Silverado, the the cab is not that big. Well, yours is an extended, right? It's, it's a, a it's a quad cab. Is it a quad? Yeah. It's just not the, it's not the double cab. Or no, mine's the double cab. It's not a, it's not a not quad, the quad cab. Gotcha. But, you know, so that was her requirement. It has to be three rows. So I'm looking at like the Mitsubishi Outlander and the, because they offered 0% for 72 months. Okay, cool. That's a $45,000 car. A Mitsubishi for $45,000? A $48,000 Kia, whatever their three-row SUV is? You know, the Hyundai is, the, is the, forty three the grand. And the reason they can do that now is because of these ridiculously low lease plans. Because what's happening is they're getting these people that lease these things for the super low amount. They're going over by on their mileage, so when they're trading them in, they're having to owe money, number one. And number two, because it's so low on mileage, they could turn around and still sell it for above Blue Book value, make sure. more profit off of it that way. Well, so yeah, they're screwing you in they're, every which way they can. Yeah, they're, sell, they're selling it twice, you know. But the thing that kills me is that I tried to, because my wife was unsure about what she wanted to do with her with her car, so I called GM and I'm like, hey... Can I extend the lease on this thing? Yeah, sure, absolutely. We can extend the lease, but there's a few things you have to know. Number one, it doesn't change the residual value. You'll keep paying your same payment, but we can extend it for up to three months. Number two, you get no extra miles. What's the point? So I can park it in my... I want it for three more months so I can park it in my driveway and pay them the payment? Yeah, I don't... Like... How are you how are you doing anything to help me and to continue to keep my business if you're not willing to help in any way? It's just, oh yeah, you can keep it, but you don't get any extra miles. Well, and that's how I laugh when I see all these people driving around in these these fully loaded fifty, sixty thousand dollar cars, and I'm like, we don't have that many people around here that are making, you know, we're a blue collar community. 
Okay, so where are you getting the money to, unless you're living in like an 800 square foot house with no house payment, where are you getting, like, we have a friend who drives a used Infinity, not a new, a used Infinity, and play, pays close to $800 a month for it. $800 a month for a car payment? Well, have you, have you paid any attention to the guy that lives across the street from me? Not the old man, yeah, but the yeah, one yeah, next yeah, to yeah. him. I know what the ridiculous cars they have. They've got a Range Rover. They've got a Jeep Rubicon. They've got an F-150 Raptor, and he's got a, um, a GMC Sierra Denali. I did the math, and they've got more money in cars in their driveway than I paid for my house. Mm-hmm. It's, I just, I don't understand. And how did we just spend a half hour talking about When having cars? no idea what we wanted to talk about. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Hey, you want to do the uh, the Walking Dead the Walking Dead segment? Sure. What do you want to do? What do you want to do to me this time? <laughs> Actually, I think you'll I think you'll like this one. Uh, no, I doubt that. It's late on I, me there, Shane O'Mac. I have a I have a theory that Abraham yes Abraham and Glenn could still be alive today. You do realize neither one of them had a head at the end of the episode. Yes. And I have a theory that they both could have been alive today if it wasn't for poor decision making by Rick. Oh God! Once again, what do you? Why? What? That just help me out with this. So, if you remember, they went on this mission to eliminate the saviors, mm-hmm. and they found the they found the savior compound. Mm-hmm. Which turned out just to be an outpost of the Savior compound. And they went in and they killed people like crazy. They killed everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Had they done a little more research? Had they figured out a little more about what the Saviors were about and where they were? Then that that fateful night never would have happened. No, because it probably still would have. Because you have to remember, they they killed uh, little J- or little uh, Jimmy and the Dick Brigade on or Dick Brigade on the freeway. No, remember that but, was when Daryl blew them up with but, the rocket launcher. But he, but Negan said, "You kill you killed my men more than I'm comfortable with." Yeah, but he but he's also talking about little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. It was Timmy, little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. But they killed how many of them in that in that outpost? If they had not gone to that outpost and just taken taken out everybody in there. If they had done some more research and found out where the Savior compound actually was, number one, they could have gotten Negan right off the bat. Well, hold on, because let's let's look at this logically. The show, as much as I love the show, the show is not exactly common sense based. But that, hold that's on, what hold makes on. these segments fun. But hold on, because let's look at this logically. When they finally raided the, the Savior compound, and you had Negan and... Um, Simon, or was it Simon? Yeah. And the other guys all come out, and Rick's talking to them. Neither, none of them are pointing a gun at, at Rick and his crew. Rick has an, you know, M16. Why didn't he just shoot it and call it a day? Why did he sit there and talk to him about how he had to die, and Rick had to kill him? Why didn't Rick just do it? This goes back to two weeks ago. This goes back to, see, now, now we're going to be able to tie all these together. If Lori hadn't done what she did... No, don't go there. Don't go there. If she hadn't done what she did, then Rick wouldn't have... Rick wouldn't... Shh, don't go there. (laughs) Shh, don't go there. But, yeah, that... I am of of the belief that if they hadn't raided the outpost instead of 
doing more surveillance, doing more, figuring out where the where the saviors actually were, Glenn and Abraham would still be alive. And if Rick had never gone to find Lori and Carl, everybody would still be fine. Rick could have gone and moved out with other friends. No, built a new life somewhere else, and everything. You know, never had a show. Now, now you're just being ridiculous. Now we would never had a show. Now you're just being ridiculous. You're you're getting out of control, and I don't appreciate it. You're being ridiculous. It's just hypothetical. Simply hypothetical. I understand, but this is this is something that this is real life. No, this is something that I that I and when I bring these to you, these are things that I think they're not like little minor things like. You know, the the whole, what was Carol's daughter's name? Sophia? Yes. They're not her running away and becoming a walker and getting killed. That wasn't a major, that wasn't a major plot point in the show. As far as. So the, the hold on, eight, eight or ten episodes they spent looking for her. But what I'm saying is. That's how, that, once again, that's how Glenn <clears throat> got pooned. If Sophia hadn't stop disappeared, being, stop Sophia being so worried about Glenn Seth, getting pooned. No, Sophie, we're not getting... Hold on. If Sophia hadn't disappeared, then Glenn would have never gotten pooned because Carl never would have gotten shot. They never would have ended up at the at the the Green what? Ranch, which means they never would have met Herschel, who is the greatest character on the show. Rest no, in peace. But, but what I'm what I'm saying is that wasn't. That wasn't a major turning point in the show where you can go, you can tie that back to this person wouldn't have died. You know, this person would still be alive. Absolutely can. Look at how many people died. If that all that hadn't happened, Michonne never would have found Andrea. They never would have been involved in the whole governor thing, which never would have led to uh, them finding. Uh, 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 Morgan again. Which Michonne, never, Michonne had nothing to do with when when the herd overran the Green Ranch, and Andrea got left behind. Andrea got found, that would, by Andrea, but that would have happened anyway. No, because Andrea got because if if Sophia hadn't disappeared, they never would have gone looking for her. Carl never would have gotten shot. They never would have ended up at the ranch. They would have never had to run from the herd. Andrea never would have disappeared. She never would have met Michonne. They never would have ran into the governor. <laughs> it's see, you you are no, you are so far off base. I just yeah. tied in ten major key plots to, to debunk your one. You can. You don't have the luxury of arguing The Walking Dead with me. And you're screwing this up because we're only supposed to talk about one a week. And you just fucked it up, and now we're talking about multiple. We're supposed to be talking about one thing and one it thing was only. one thing, and I just discredited it by no. tying it into ten other things. No, we're talking about one thing and one thing only, and that's Abraham and Glenn would still be alive if they hadn't raided that outpost. No, they would not. Yes, they would. Because they killed Little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. It doesn't matter who... The, it doesn't matter. I just like they, saying Little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. They wouldn't have killed 70 saviors or whatever in that outpost... And it wouldn't have been more, more people than Negan was comfortable with. You're just going <laughs> to stare at me? You're not even going to talk? I'm stewing. Well, you stew. And we'll just wrap this up. Stew. Hey, remember when we started this? We're on a streak. We are on a streak. This is four in a row. No, so high five again. Yes. So we're learning how to how to do a weekly show again. It's weird, but we're figuring it out. 
Did you just say fingering it out? No, I didn't. That say did that. not say figure. You said fingering it out. <laughs> I said figure. No, and go back and listen to the audio. That clearly, I clearly heard fingering. God, you're a fucking twelve year old. I swear <laughs> to God. All right. Before Brian pisses me off, we're uh, gonna he's go. Always pissed off, guys. <laughs> we will see you next week. See ya.